Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I hate to break it, you're not the same as anyone here. Deborah Francis White, and this is Global Pillage, the comedy panel show where we shine a light on the whole world, much like the actual sun. And just like the real sun, we don't spend much time on Scotland. <laughs> Except today, did you know Edinburgh was the first city in the whole world to have a fire brigade? And talking about things that are on fire, let's meet the comedians. <laughs> on my left, David Baddiel and Athena Kablenu, and on my right, Phil Wang and Zoe Kuzmar. <laughs> So, David Baddiel and Athena Kablenu, first, what is your team name? It sounds a bit Route 1, I'm afraid, Deborah, but it is, in fact, Black Jew. And <laughs> there's a little story behind that name, which is that my son, who is 12, actually 13 now, but 12 when this happened, was doing a quiz uh, at his school. And he is... Actually, he's half Jewish. That's confusing. But anyway, he sometimes identifies as Jewish. And the three other people on this team were black. And Ezra, my son said to them, let's call ourselves Black Jew. And they thought this was really funny, and it was just meant to be a joke between themselves, but when the teacher said, what's your team name, they all said Black Jew, and then Ezra ended up in front of the headmaster. And, <laughs> and I thought, I'm going to support him on that, and that's what we should call our team. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot because uh, my 12-year-old goddaughter is stage managing today doing work experience. I said to her parents, yes, I'll encourage her. And the first thing I asked her to do was write Black Jew on a piece of paper. Uh, so, uh, first of all, David Baddiel, what makes you diverse? Well, I am Jewish. In fact, I was voted in 2006 the world's sixth sexiest Jew. Uh, completely true. It was on somethingjewish.com. And I was... I, that's a real site. And I was... 
I was very Is flattered. it your site, though? Yes, I, my site. I created it. If it's uh, your site it's and you only site. nominated no. yourself sixth, mm, then no. that really does speak to it the self-deprecation of the Jewish people. I, <laughs> I would go with that uh, improvisationally, but the truth is possibly even funnier, which is that on this site, which I think is obviously just an office with five Jewish people in it, but I was number six, and I was quite flattered, and then number five, it turned out, was Sir Alan Sugar. And oh. so... <laughs> There are very few, sort of in Britain, very few Jews who people even know are Jewish. It's basically me, Vanessa Feltz. Who else? Who else do people know is Jewish in Britain? Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry is half Jewish. Okay? (laughs) He is. Uh, He's got a two-skin, Stephen Fry. I thought that joke would go better. (laughs) I think it's it's not a bad pun. No, no, you've done good work there. Athenica Blenu, how are you, diverse? <laughs> well, I've not been voted six sexiest anything, but I'm probably, there are, I'm half Indian Guyanese and half Ghanaian, and there aren't many of us, so I might be the most sexiest. I'm definitely sexier than my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so, quite clearly, that's the case. So, you've won um, the competition? Definitely, yeah, and my mum has is of Indian descent. Interesting fact, uh, where my mum comes from, Guyana, very diverse, big Chinese community. I've actually been in an argument with a Chinese person about whether or not chow mein is from the Caribbean or China. Because <laughs> I grew up with it, and then I didn't know it was from China. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Zoe Coombs Ma and Phil Wang, what is your team name? Our team name is Gaysian. Mm, which is the second <laughs> task I gave my goddaughter to do on her work experience. <laughs> Write Gaysian on a card. She insisted on it, actually, which I thought <laughs> she, was a bit She rich, did not. But... She did not. It's uh, a portmanteau. Guess which one's which. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kim Smile, how are you, diverse? I am Asian. No, obviously not. Um, I'm a, a white lady. That's um, not, you know, uh, there's some of us around. You are an Australian I'm lady. an Australian. I am a lesbian. I'm a big old dyke from down under. And I'll go down there again. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Phil Wang, how are you diverse? <laughs> Oh, I'm half uh, Chinese. I was actually arguing with Athena before the show. (laughs) (laughs) I told her, you know, dreadlocks are from Beijing, and she was... I'm I'm half white and half Chinese, which to some people makes me diverse. As far as I'm concerned, that makes me the most powerful race on Earth. (laughs) I'm alien and predator. And I'm Deborah Francis-White, and I'm diverse because I'm a lady person hosting a panel show with other women on it. I know, I know. Keeping us honest with the scores and facts in Pedant's Corner, it's our very own Jiminy Cricket, Ned Sedgwick. Hello. And on the keyboard, it's the love child of Rachmaninoff and Tori Amos. Put your hands together for Mark Hodge. Ned, have you had a global experience this week? Well, a new experience for me is I'm going to have to say Gaysian and Black Jew about 50 times this show, which someone's going to take it out of context and it's not going to go well. Yeah, if you could make a little gif or something, that would be great. No, for the love of God, don't. But actually, I've got a Peruvian friend from school and I was talking to him. Peru have just reached the uh, World Cup for the first time since 1982, which is a very big deal for them. Such a big deal that they were playing New Zealand in the playoff and they decided not to let the Kiwi flight land in Peru. It had to go to Chile. And then eventually they could fly into Peru. And they made the journey to the hotel, which should be an hour, four hours. They just did roadblocks. <laughs> they then had a fireworks display at 3 a.m. outside the Peru. 
<laughs> and then the military organised a flyover at 5am outside the Kiwi Hotel. Um, and this was all to put them off their game. Yeah, and this is a bit unfair because Peru are 10th in the world and New Zealand 110th. And they won 2-0 and the president declared a national holiday, which is a bit... I mean, if you cheat that much, you're like, we did it, we did it, guys. Through honesty and hard work... We, <laughs> and we, military flyovers. Yeah, one of the worst teams in the world. Yes. Wow. Have we got any Peruvians in? No? Good. Um, <laughs> Otherwise, that all would have got quite awkward. On every episode of Global Pillage, Mark Hodge takes an international folk tune that is beautiful, ancient and out of copyright and turns it into today's jingle. Over to you, Mark. Oh, Tannenbaum. Oh, Tannenbaum. Do we know that song? Yes, yeah. yeah, so you got it. OK, so this is based on a, a Silesian folk song. And Deborah will know straight away that Silesia is an area in Poland... And Why it came would I to... know that straight away? I've no idea. Because you're married to someone with Polish heritage. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> he's fifth generation Polish. He, he's never been there and he's never once mentioned it. <laughs> well, now I know. So, Silesia is located in um, Poland and I'm interested in the song as a contrafactum. A contrafactum is where you take one melody and use it for lots of different purposes, put lots of different lyrics to it. It's been used as the state tune for Maryland, and uh, our comrades here will recognise the melody as being the red flag. But my favourite is the Swedish song, En Buschaffor, which means O Bus Driver. So they sing O Bus Driver, O Bus Driver on the school buses on the way to school. We are going to use it today and continue that proud tradition to introduce the scores. So we're going to go like this. He looks like he's just out of bed. <laughs> Well done. Okay. First up is our themed round. Sorry, I was wondering how that bit was diverse, exactly. That bit we just had. That bit? Yeah, uh, like the whole bit. Was, I guess because it was from Silesia. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. yeah. So, so, so each folk time folk. we have a different folk tune from somewhere else in the uh, world, okay. and if you listen to the whole series, David, which you never will... No, never heard the uh, it's, uh <laughs> Each time you learn something about where this song is from oh, okay. or something you thought so. There'll be lots of educational things throughout the show. Uh, if you could interrupt each one by saying... I will. Yeah. By, saying, <laughs> by saying, what's this yeah, shit? I, uh, I, just, I don't be, really know what I'm doing here, then. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Collectively, it would be diverse, wouldn't it? I mean, a single thing can't be no. diverse, can no. it? No. 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 It doesn't matter what... isolation, no. It no, so it's sort of, yeah, exactly. You've got to listen to if the I whole show. To every single show. Yeah, yeah. well, no, but whenever you listen to one, you'll learn something different. Collectively, the show Did we not also have Maryland and Sweden and Germany? But that was just geography. Diversity of geography. That's yeah, true. That's Diversity is, is, is geography. Okay, so I'm going to have to warn everyone now. All of these questions are going to be about specific things. <laughs> Not one of these questions is about everything in the world. And that's going to disappoint David every time. It is, yeah. Um, first up is our themed round. Today's theme is bread. So let's see if the teams can rise to the occasion or whether they'll just make lame bread puns. All the teams get a chance to answer, but you get more points if you buzz in first with the correct answer. The hive mind get a chance to answer after both teams of comedians have answered. Fingers on buzzers. If you were to accidentally drop a piece of rye bread in Lithuania, what would you have to do straight afterwards to avoid bad luck? Leave Lithuania. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Lithuania? Uh, Phil, do you back up your Gaijin teammate there? No, I presume you'd have to eat a different slice of rye bread. So you drop this one, eat the to other one. To avoid the bad luck of indigestion. Yeah. Or, in fact, the germs on the floor. 
Or floor gyms. Mm, absolutely. So there's no five-second rule in Lithuania. It's... I don't know if they have the metric system. No, um... Five-second rule metric. isn't metric. <laughs> well, I mean, there is the concept of queer time, queer temporality, but we won't go into that. No, tell us oh. about that. <laughs> so, uh, you can mark time in a different way through queerness, but that it's uh, it's mostly looking at things through literature because it hasn't been there's no like linear queer uh. history, so you have to look at things sort of laterally. Uh, Black Jew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> y- yes, you uh. called. <laughs> um, if you were to drop rye bread in Lithuania. Yeah, oh god, we're back to that. What uh, would, you, would you have what, to do? When afterwards? I was a kid, like you were allowed to drop things, but not the expensive things. So if you dropped like mighty white it's like that stuff's trash but if you drop rye bread it would be like go to your room so I think what you've got to do is just you know, be really apologetic start crying um... rye bread's expensive right it's what you eat when you gentrify an area <laughs> it's, that's that kind of product so you I do, imagine but yeah. not in Lithuania I um, don't think toasted with avocado on top yeah, but, but no but that's in Hoxton Right? <laughs> but I think in Lithuania, that's just their that bread. That's just uh, their bread. So yeah. just dropping so bread. You, you just yeah. don't. You don't care then. Whatever. There's loads of it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to bring in the Jew thing again, and this is something I didn't even know about till I saw it on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Basically, uh, he was trying to get in with some very, very religious Jews, and they had discovered that he'd eaten something non-kosher. And apparently, if you eat something non-kosher, if you're properly orthodox, you have to bury the plate in the garden, right, and leave it there for three days. I don't know if you then dig it up and it's all right to eat from or what but that's what you have to do so i don't know if maybe you bury the lithuanian rye bread okay so a burial hive mind uh if you were to drop rye bread in lithuania what would you have to do straight afterwards to avoid bad luck bake a new one bake a new one Throw it over, your shoulder like salt. over the shoulder like salt cover it, cover it. like vomit <laughs> Yeah. Put just some sawdust. Yeah. yeah. Anything else? It never works with vomit, though. I always think I'm still not going to go near it yeah. just because it's got sawdust on it. Okay. Uh, so if you think it's bacon, you won, Buzz, now. Just the lady who said it and Hugh. Um, if you're listening at home, we did decide in the warm up there was a man called Hugh in the third row who was buzzing for everything. So he's just going to vote for everything so that nobody feels left out. If your answer doesn't get a buzz from Hugh, it's an indictment. Uh, so, bacon, you one buzz now. Throw it over the shoulder, buzz now. Or cover it, buzz now. You've gone for over the shoulder. The correct answer is actually kiss it. You have to kiss it to avoid bad luck. Ned Sedgwick, can you tell us anything more about this? Yeah, it's like, particularly rye bread, is such an important role. It's almost like a family member. It's like a member of the family. Well, that's, no, this is what a Lithuanian said to me <laughs> in a conversation. It's about confusing bread. if it sits at the table, though, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. it's Because it's, it's, it's a dish. <laughs> it, it is a dish, like members of my family. I don't know where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got to kiss it because it's like, I'm so sorry, and you give it a bit of a kiss on the cheek, and then you eat it. doesn't have a cheek. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know Crushed. how much Lithuanian bread you've seen, David. <laughs> In France, what is executioner's bread? Is it um, like rye bread that's been dropped on the floor in Lithuania? <laughs> is this a very sharp slice of toast? <laughs> <laughs> they can drop like on a, a guillotine toast. Yeah, guillotine toast. I know it is. Black Jew? It's bread that is so awful, you've got to put butter on it. Because you're an executioner, you want to hate the world so you can kill someone. So then you'd be like, this bread is disgusting. It needs some anchor. Okay. Le <laughs> pack or whatever brand you choose. All right, bread, because the French traditionally don't eat with butter because their bread's so good. So yeah. it's an indictment on the bread. 
David, are you I'm, going to back Athena up there? Yeah, well, I've got no idea at all, so I'm happy to go with Athena's idea. The only thing I think is that an, an executioner is not like someone who's actually condemned to die. Bread for someone who had been executed would be like bread that hasn't risen. Because they're dead. Because they're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you're suggesting maybe unleavened bread. Hive mind, in France, what is executioner's bread? Toast. Toast? (laughs) Because the person is toast who they've executed. So toast is executioner's bread? Unsliced. Unsliced. So it's for the executioner to come and... Slice it. Oh, that sounds right. David's joining the hive minds there. (laughs) David's defecting. Hugh, Hugh, you are French, you said earlier. And so is your sister. And you've not heard this expression before. All right. Oh, yes, one more. The highest quality bread goes to the executioner, okay? Oh, goes to the person that's going to be executed, okay? The bread you request for your last meal. All right, if you think it's toast, buzz now. If you think it's last meal bread, buzz now. Best bread. No, not even the guy who said it. <laughs> sadly, not even Hugh. Ooh. Or unsliced bread, buzz now. That was definitely the best and most creative answer. It is not correct. It's any loaf that's turned upside down. Bakers used to leave the loaf destined for the executioner upside down so no one else would buy it and suffer bad luck as a consequence. Yeah, it's seen as bad luck if you hand someone a loaf of bread upside down because it's giving them the executioner's bread. Uh, Because the executioner would be too busy going off to execute people. Were executioners exceptionally busy? They're the well, well, how, do you know anything about the history yeah. in France? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, there's been quite a I few mean, heads they rolling. They had a boom time, didn't they? <laughs> 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 Was it enough time for, like, bread customs <laughs> to Bread culture to yeah. emerge. <laughs> All right, so it's apparently seen as very ill-mannered now to present an upside-down loaf, especially to a guest. So if you're in France today, never hand someone a baguette upside down. What use did ancient Egyptians find for mouldy bread? Black Building the pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> really, I'm just going with the ancient Egyptian. Yeah, I see what you've done. Question. You've gone with uh, that theme. Yeah, um, but did it help? Did they like stick bits of it in between bricks and oh. cement on, oh. the, on the pyramids? So mouldy bread used as uh, the glue to hold the pyramids yeah. together. Yeah. Athena, are you going to back up David on that, or have you got I something better? I don't think mouldy bread makes good point in. Does it? Um, <laughs> can you come and do some surveying? In my hand? <laughs> <laughs> the, um, Anti-aging, because Cleopatra used to bathe in milk, and that's, that's tends a to bit go like off. bread. It's well, it's all natural, isn't it? So yeah. maybe you just rub I think it on this your is face. A better answer. Okay, Can um, I change my answer to Athena's answer. Well, you are a team, yeah, team. David, yeah. and I don't okay. like, not Black sure you quite David. got the concept yeah. of a team. Okay, but, it's, but it means Black you're Jew, together. Go, 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 yeah. 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 Anti-aging. Uh, anti-aging, anti-aging. All right, uh, Gajan. Molly bread. Did they use it as an offering for the duck-headed god? <laughs> you, you've gone with ancient Egypt yeah. again, haven't you? Yeah. Duck, than, yeah. An offering for the duck-headed god. <laughs> okay, um, so we that's definitely up? the answer. That's, that's the definitely answer. Definitely the answer. Hive mind. What use did ancient Egyptians find for mouldy bread? To bury it with dead people because it's mouldy anyway. So send them down with the mouldy bread. Uh, medicine in wounds. Contraception. <laughs> Contraception. In, in what way? <laughs> like as a condom or just as something that you have for dinner that puts you off? It's just a very horrible thing 
would be like a sponge, yeah, like a little... Thing. Like it's a sponge? Yeah, yeah I would yeah. have thought so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I and thought you meant eat it because they sort right. of superstitiously thought it would stop it. You've actually no, just designed well, contraception. I'm, I'm a practical man, I guess. I don't know. I understand how I think these you're going to end up with a yeast infection in that case. Oh. Anything and if there's the penicillin in the mould. Oh, penicillin in the mould. Anything else? Help preserve mummies. Make booze. Oh, that's probably what it is, actually. Okay, all right. If um, it helps preserve mummies, it would actually be like mummies' pride, which will only... Oh, it did hey. work. I, I thought that might not work, because I don't think... It didn't work anyway, but I... <laughs> I, I you accurately thought it might not work. Well, I actually thought that, because I'm not Are sure mothers' to, pride still that exists. That is extraordinary, straight white man, that is. I accurately right, thought that joke wouldn't work. <laughs> I determined that beforehand, and it didn't. You've proved me all right. It's very interesting you said that. Yeah. I was going to say when you asked me about how I was diverse. Yeah. I thought I might have a whole discussion here about a bugbear I have. Yeah. About how being Jewish. Yeah. Doesn't allow you to get out of the straight white man thing. Oh, like, it does if you don't that... act like a straight white man. But you just did, and I can't deny that. <laughs> Everyone saw it, my yeah, friend. David, act more Jewish, man. Come on. <laughs> I, think, I think it's pretty Jewish to be neurotic about a joke. To be honest. With you. <laughs> Hive mind. If it's bury it with dead people, buzz now. If it's for medicine and wounds, buzz now. If it's contraception, buzz now. Mummies, buzz now. Or booze, buzz now. You are correct, it's medicine and wounds. It was used to treat burns and disinfect cuts. So it was mixed with earth, or it was called bad earth, so basically mud. And, yeah, it was put on wounds. And surprisingly, it's thought that it sometimes did work because of penicillin, because of natural antibiotics. So Zoe said penicillin should... Zoe get a few points there because she actually contributed that part. Um, no, because <laughs> it was after they correctly answered the question. Yeah, but she added, she added some information. I tried there for She you, certainly did, and it was good information. Also, well, we said anti-aging. Yeah, right? I was about to say. It is worth <laughs> half a point. Yeah, because yeah, if you've got a really bad wound... Don't and... wish you luck, David. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did think anti-aging. Oh, you go great. to a doctor for anti-aging stuff, don't you? You can go to a Botox doctor. So I think it probably... <laughs> I don't. No, I'm not suggesting you do, but you're about 12, so, you know. And I'm not suggesting I do either, obviously, because I'm a feminist. I've just heard some people do. And it's the end of the round. We'll find out who drops my bread. Oh, give us, please, the scores. Currently, Gaijin are in third place with no points. <laughs> what? <laughs> You have to answer questions correctly to get points. Um, <laughs> or, like, semi-correctly. Black Jew... Oh, I don't... Uh, <laughs> in second place with five points, and the Hive Mind are winning with ten points. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Next round is everyone's favourite round. Idioms! What is the meaning of this foreign phrase which we have literally translated into English? Fingers on buzzers. In the Western Africa Hausa language, they say, the tortoise wants to fight with its fists. What do they mean? Mm. Black Jew. Um, the tortoise is out of its depth. Like, sometimes I want to drive to places with my oyster card. Um, I can't do that. The bus driver has to drive me. <laughs> so, you want to drive to places with your oyster car? Well, How do you mean? You, yeah, have I you got a car? For the purposes of this joke, no. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hijack the, point, the bus? The point is, is that he, this tortoise wants to get into it, but it's a tortoise. It's not a, a kangaroo. <laughs> so it's out of its depth. Out of your depth, Gaijin? Is it, well, because a tortoise sort of has... They're sort of all fists, aren't they? Like all their... <laughs> They don't, like, have hands and fingers. They're just sort of, like, stumpy fists on the end. I don't know, they've got four of them. Maybe it means they've got, like, a fighting chance. They're even better. It's not... I know that's not right. I know that's not right. Well, they've only got four usable fists if they're on their back. Yeah. Which would be a... Comp- I imagine a compromised position. So it means the tortoise is on their back in a compromised position. Ah. You've got all four of your fists yeah, out. backed up against the wall. You've got your back against the wall. So what they mean, if someone's got their back against the wall, they say the tortoise wants to fight with its fists. Hive mind. The tortoise wants to fight with its fists. What does it mean? It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Because a tortoise can't fight with its fists. <laughs> so you've got as much chance as a tortoise fighting with its fists. It's got four of them. It's going to be a bit <laughs> Something that wants to run before it can walk. You have got a weapon to fight with. You've got no weapon. Okay. If you think it's never going to happen, buzz now. Run before you can walk, buzz now. No weapon, buzz now. Uh, in fact, it's impotent anger. I think it might be sort of what Athena said. Yeah. Exactly what Athena yeah, said. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't use those exact words, but... But precise enough. That situation that you painted in the bus and everything, that was... I felt you're in a compromised position. I think we should also get points. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you some points. In the Wolof language of Senegal, they say, if you stay in the well, the bag will find you there. What do they mean? I'm just going to go with what, because, you know, at the end of the day, I want to win this competition. So this is genuinely, I think, what this is, is my guess, which is that it just means you're better off if you've got, like, something you need to solve, some issue, just 
staying put and then the answer will come to you, that kind of thing. So stay put and the answer will come to you. Yeah, some trouble in life, just stay where you are, let it happen, you know, that kind of stuff. Athena, are you happy to stay where you are and let the answer come to you? Yeah, that sounds like great advice. I think this is how we play the rest of the game, just sit here. (laughs) So you're going to stay in the well and hope the bag finds you there. Gaijin? It sounds like a drug deal. <laughs> you stay in the stay well. Stay in the well, the bag will find <laughs> yeah. you there. So it's like go to the secret meeting place where I told you, call me not on this number, and then I'll drop the bag down the well. You'll and be you there. put the money in the bucket and they wheel up the bucket. <laughs> so something dodgy like a drug deal? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hive mind. Uh, if you stay in the well, the bag will find you there. What would they mean in the Wolof language of Senegal if they said that? The obvious answer is. The obvious answer is the answer. Oh, blimey, that's oh. very enigmatic. <laughs> like, the ba- like the bag, I'm assuming... Well, like Occam's Razor. Occam's Razor, yeah. In place, in place of a bucket, because... Oh, OK. So it's like, don't go off topic. Don't yeah. go look... Yeah, that's prob- yeah, that's actually... Like Occam's, Occam's Razor. razor. Occam's Occam's razor. razor yeah. You think it means Occam's Razor, OK? You can't hide from your problems. You can't hide from your problems. So you can go down the well, but the bag will come and find you. What is this bag? Is it like an yeah. alive bag? So it's like bag a bag for life? What is it? Is it a bag for life? Is it 5P? <laughs> a Sainsbury's bag yeah. being put down a well. So maybe it means, when you, you know when you buy a bag for life, and then you don't mean that. You just, just you, know, you have no intention of taking it out for again. Yeah. It will find you. Is it a pejorative term for a woman? Is it like a man hiding from his husband and is like, oh, stay down the well, the bag will find you there? <laughs> I love that you said a man hiding from his husband. Husband. Do because, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you cannot be heteronormative even when you try. I can't even woke. think straight. <laughs> are we are we going to discover that that Japanese woman who was in the ring, the girl who's got the hair and stuff, who lives down the well, that she's got a really big collection of bags down there? <laughs> like... Yeah, it's possible. So you can't hide from problems, Occam's Razor, or anything else, Hive Mind? Good things come to those who wait. Good yeah. things come to those who wait. In wells. In, well- <laughs> in wells. Buzz now, if you think it's Occam's Razor... Buzz now if you think it's you can't hide from your problems, the bag will find you. And buzz now if you think it's good things come to those who wait. In fact, it's practice makes perfect. What? (laughs) Which I think is a it's sort of what David was saying, in as much as if you've got a problem, you just don't rush around everywhere, sit and wait. That's exactly what I was saying. But I don't know if that's <laughs> it, That worked for Athena when she said it before, so yeah. It's not quite ex- practice, is it, really? Yeah, it's a half point. It's a half wow. point, OK. I'm being it... generous today. I don't know why. I've been really hyper all day. I don't feel like the Gaijin team is really benefiting from that generosity. No. Yeah. It's definitely a one-sided generosity. Let's see what happens in the next question, guys. All right. <laughs> in Ghanaian English, if you were to ask someone to flash you, what would you mean? Back to you. Um, call you. Call phone you. Call. Yeah. Give you a phone call. Flash me. Yeah, give me a call. Okay. I'm definitely going with Athena on this one. <laughs> Gaijin? Yeah, I also think it's give you a phone call. <laughs> Same. They're not allowed well, to do that, right, though. Right. Uh, yeah, you can replicate an answer, but you get fewer points for it if it is correct. Do we diminish their points as well? You don't do know. You don't take points away from others. Hive mind. Hi, <laughs> 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 going with call someone because they're copying the Ghanaian who originally answered this question. Anybody else got another idea in case Athena is wrong? Take my photo. Take my photo. Flash me. It's not though, is it? It's give my phone call. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buzz if you think it's take my photo. Buzz if you think it's what Athena said, who is Ghanaian. <laughs> call someone. 
That is correct. It is, <laughs> it is, it is call me or send me a text reminding me of something. Yes, do you know this expression, Athena? Have you used it? Yes, I use it to people who don't know what I'm saying because if, obviously if people don't know, it means something else. Yeah, so you um, can't backstage me. at a comedy club say, hey, flash me. Well, I, I have to say, stop flashing me. <laughs> <laughs> Was Louis actually there? Blimey. <laughs> if the news has taught us anything. And it's the end of the round. Uh, hive minds normally streets ahead. So, it's been a complete turnaround. Well, not complete turnaround. Uh, Gaijin's still aren't winning. Um, <laughs> but the Hive Mind are now in third place with 15 points. Gaijin, who are in second place with 20 points. Woo! And Black Jew are in first place with 30 points. Ooh, well done. The next round is the team's round. This is the round where someone from each team, including you, the audience, so get thinking, poses a question to the others based on something we probably don't already know from your own culture or family background. So someone from Peru might say, in my country, what is Coca-Cola? You might think it's a fizzy drink, but actually that's their slang for bonkers. Using a mad word to mean insanity, the Peruvians are cray-cray. Um, Gaijin, do you have a question for Black Jew? Okay, um, this one is from my people. In gay slang, what is a blouse? What or who is a blouse? Oh, my gosh. Um... That's general gay slang, not just Australian gay slang. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. So a blouse is a f- what you'd call a shirt when a woman wears it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely that is a blouse. Yeah. I think that's the answer. <laughs> that that I'm, wouldn't I'm, really be slang. I'm, I'm just working my way through <laughs> yeah, okay. it. I'm starting from here okay. and getting to the answer. There is, of course, a northern, uh, completely unacceptable expression, which is to call someone a big girl's blouse right. when they're not masculine enough. But I, obviously I never say that. Uh, so I don't know if it's to do with that. A blouse. I think it means you are a tease. A tease, is that correct, <laughs> Zoe? Up. Okay, no, gonna... it's, it's not. It's a feminine top. A feminine oh. top? So it isn't really oh, slang. It's just not no. slang at all. It's, no. not the top. it's not the kind no. of... Not a shirt top. Oh, not a shirt top. Oh, okay. A top. Yeah. In, a, in a top, gay culture, in... a top and a bottom. Oh, a top and a bottom. So it's a, a traditionally tops are the more masculine, like that's how it's thought of. But if you're an effeminate man who takes the active role in sex, oh. you are a feminine top, a blouse. A blouse. Oh, wow. That's a great way of saying that yes. without saying yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that, Mark Hodge? No, I wonder if that is an Australian colloquialism. When coupled with a, um, like a masculine bottom, it's called a bad outfit. all right black jew do you have a question for the hive mind um yes i do this is ghanaian what does it mean if somebody says come and touch your mouth so what does that mean hive mind oh hive mind kiss Kiss. eat Eat. what was that other one Shut shut up kiss eat shut up anything else all right. Just don't say which one, but say, is it one of those? Is it one of those? Yes, it's one of those, yeah. It is one of those. All right. If you think it's kiss, buzz now. If you think it's eat, buzz now. Shut up, buzz now. Okay. Is it eat? It's eat. Hey! Hive mind have scored. Hive mind, do you have a question for Gajan? My name's Noor. I'm British, but originally from Iraq. And it's an idiom from Iraq. And it's... People are with people whilst the bold person brushes their hair. That's a Morrissey lyric. <laughs> <laughs> um, only Gaijin can answer this. 
occasion. People are with people while the bald person brushes their hair. Is it a Morrissey lyric or something else, Gage? Is it to be the most unpopular person at an orgy? (laughs) (laughs) The bald person just sits in the corner watching, brushing the hair he used to have. (laughs) He's going, I used to be the king of this orgy. It's basically very bleak porn. (laughs) Is it something about popularity? No. What is the answer? It's when somebody's dealing with a massive problem, a crisis, and there's somebody there that's not being helpful at all and doing something completely pointless. Oh. Oh, I see. So it's Brexit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And it's the end of the round. He looks like he's just out of bed. It's really tight. In third place is Gaijin with 25 points. Woo! So tight. Yeah. <laughs> but in joint first place are Black Jew and Hive Mind with 30 points each. Oh, I feel like that bald guy at that orgy. <laughs> <laughs> the next round is the table turner. <laughs> Not the Tina Turner, if only. No, this is the round where the question is about someone who fought their way to the top. Someone who, in adversity, became simply the best. There's only one question, but it's worth double points. So the tables could really be turned. In 2011, the women of Cheren in southern Mexico organised the bloodless expulsion of armed loggers from their town. What else did they remove to stop the problem from coming back? All the trees. (laughs) (laughs) That'll do it. No loggers around here. Black sheep. Beavers. Beavers. (laughs) We've got trees, we've got beavers. Was it like the roads or something? Roads, they blocked themselves in. Was it like ladies of the night? You know, like... Yeah, that might be. Prostitutes. I think think it's sex workers. Sorry, sorry, that was a chorus of feminists. There were Greek chorus of feminists, as Zoe Coombs, Mara and I said at the same time. Sex workers. A murder of feminists. (laughs) Hive mind. What did the women of Cheren in southern Mexico organise the expulsion of, along with these loggers, to make sure the problem didn't return? Alcohol. Hmm. Alcohol. Electricity. Electricity. Chainsaws. Okay. You'd think they'd have their own, though, wouldn't you? They were rising up and smashing the patriarchy here? Men. Men. If you think it's alcohol, buzz now. Electricians, buzz now. Or electricity, sorry. Electricity, buzz now. Chainsaws, buzz now. Men, buzz now. Uh, They missed a trick for buzzing of chainsaws. Oh, they really did. They could have gone... Uh, It's a fact, it's all the police and all the politicians. They have been self-governing for five years now, and in one of the most violent states in Mexico, they have one of the lowest murder rates. One of the lowest murder rates of the entire country as well, not just of that state. The final round is our quick-fire round. What film in China is called Interstellar Different Commandos? (laughs) <laughs> you're correct guardians of the galaxy which country is the only one to have an emperor ruling it currently japan is correct yes the hive mind score again 2.6 million people tuned in for the final of love island 2017 but who won 
Correct, oh. Kevin Amber. I wondered if there would be any crossover between the Love Island and the Global Pillage audience, and I'm so happy there is. Um, which famous comic book hero can be translated in German as either Crazy Man or Weaving Man? Spider-Man. Correct. Which country exports 500,000 Christmas trees a year but imports 300,000? Norway. Correct. This is a Belgian joke. After God created France, he thought it was the most beautiful country in the world. People were going to get jealous, so to make things fair, he decided to create what? Luxembourg. <laughs> Luxembourg. Anybody else? Well, French, people. French people is correct. <laughs> Which European country was the birthplace of the most Nobel laureates? France. Is it Sweden? No, neither of those. No, you've but, all got Iceland. low self-esteem. It's United Kingdom. It's United Kingdom. America is top overall, but in Europe it's the UK. What is the speed limit on German autobahns? There is no speed limit. Correct. There is no speed limit. And we are out of time. It is the end of the show. So who has got most street cred? Oh, give us please the scores, Ned. Well, I'm afraid, Gaijin, we're in third place. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. from that last <laughs> round. Yeah, you, 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 it back then. Yeah. you were letting the bag come to you in the well. Um, and that's where the guy told us to wait, and uh, I can't call him on the other number. And we have a tie, <laughs> but we have a tie break between Black Jew and the Hive Mind. Okay, so the tiebreaker operates on going for gold rules. I will read out facts about a particular country in the world. As soon as you know which country I'm describing, hit the buzzer if you're right and you win. But if you're wrong, the other team gets to hear all the remaining clues. This country... (laughs) This country is known for its beautiful countrysides, wildlife, beautiful beaches and historic landmarks. About 90% of the country identifies as Roman Catholic. It celebrates its Independence Day on the 11th of November, commemorating its trans... You are correct. The high mind wins. Uh, So, it's combs for our losers so they can brush their hair at the orgy. (laughs) Everyone listening will think we're all bald now. For the winners, I promise that whenever it suits them, I will be happy to flash them. (laughs) And I'll leave you with this Spanish proverb, give me bread and call me a fool. Some people use this to mean, think of me what you will, and others simply mean, give me a sandwich. And when I say others, I mean, of course, me. Please give it up for David Baddiel. Zoe Kumsmar. Phil Wang. Athena Kavlenu. Ned Sedgwick. And Ken's Corner. On keyboard, you the high mind. I'm Rita Francis White. Good night. You have been listening to the Global Village, hosted and created by Deborah Francis White. The questions were set by Ned Sedgwick. Music was by Mark Hodge. The recording engineer was Chris Sharp. The producer of the Spontaneous Shop was Tom Zielinski. The program associate was Jessica Mustardew. Thanks to Zoe Jacob and everyone at King's Place. For more information about this and other episodes, visit globalvillage.net. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.